A reading from John eighteen twenty-eight to 32 Then they took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. So the, the leaders here, they're, they're scheming rather cleverly. You know, they, they really want Jesus killed. They can't technically do it according to their laws. Um, they know the Romans can crucify him. So they're you know, trying to hand him over into their hands so that the guy can be killed. Uh, anyway, it, 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 the, the word is scheming that's coming to my mind. And, and why are they scheming? And why are they so driven to scheme? Why are they so driven to kill Jesus, who we know was actually innocent. You know, this line is interesting. If this man were not a criminal, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. So they they clearly think that he's broken God's law. They think that he's blasphemed. And they're ignoring all of the evidence of him bringing so much blessing and teaching so many good things. So what is driving them? You know, why are they so driven to, to actually have a person, an innocent person, killed? I'm asking myself that. What would drive these people to do this? And I think at the, the, the heart of it all is not just anger. Uh, they're obviously angry, but I think it's fear. I think they're afraid that if Jesus is who he says he is, or if, if, if people believe him, I guess, is maybe their fear, then um, they've heard enough of his teaching to know that he basically is going to turn everything upside down. All of their power structures, their you know, their religiosity, it's all going to be dissolved if people really start listening to him. This turn the other cheek, this first shall be last, last shall be first, all this language, all this stuff from him, this non-political messiahship that he's bringing in. Um, They're afraid that their comfort, their power, their systems are all going to be under threat. So what, what does fear lead people to? Well, not good things. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, it's sort of self-examining then. When do I have fear um, that leads me to do really terrible things? I'm not saying I'm going to go around trying to kill Christ or something like that, like these guys are doing. But if fear led them to do the most unimaginable thing, then I don't want fear to lead my decision making either. Yeah, I think that the Gospel of John cre- uh, creates a um, a tension between two worlds. Uh, one is the fallen world of Satan, and the other is the miraculous world of God. And Jesus, throughout the Gospel of John, um, represents that he is so connected to God that he cannot um, he can. He cannot do anything apart from God, that there is a singularity to the desires of God and the desires of, uh, for Jesus on this mission that he has been sent on. 
but the people of the, the ruling class of Jerusalem have a different father. And that is um, articulated in the, in the um, I think it's the 8th uh, uh, chapter of John. Uh, and, he's to- and he says, why do you not understand what I say? So there's already a corruption of language coming from these people. It is not because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's uh, desires. Look at the parallelism there between I can do nothing apart from the father and they can do nothing apart from their father, Satan. He was a murderer from the beginning and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of his own character, for he's a liar and the father of lies. So while you can read this as kind of a political situation or as a kind of a a person that is in opposition to the ruling class, uh, and they're afraid, of course, that he's going to take over, but there's another side to it. The promise that Satan had made uh, to himself anyway, that he was going to wait for an opportune moment to come and, and not tempt um, um, Jesus Christ, but to defeat him. Because he knows, he knows the implication of Christ in the world better than anybody. He had been roaming around freely. He had had his will. People had been corrupted by him. They had turned to him. They had worshipped him, Baal and everything else. And here comes Jesus into this world in totally in connection with God the Father. So it, it's also like a military operation. And they see it for what it is. It, it is. it is either they destroy him or he is going to destroy them. 